This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. Uh, we've seen Ron DeSantis, who's running for president, the governor of another major American state, uh, trying to whitewash history, you know, erase uh, the history of slavery and civil rights abuse in this country and, and egg these guys on in other ways. So, you know, the, the sad truth is I think they think they've got political cover. Mike, uh, welcome back to Against All Enemies. How you been? I've been good, Ken. How you doing? Been great. The show is cooking, but you've been busy too. There is a lawsuit in the works. I am sure it's going to hit the headlines here soon, but give us the preview. Sure thing. Um, we, along with our, our partners at uh, Foley Hoag in Boston, uh, have filed a lawsuit on behalf of Charles Morrell against the Patriot Front, uh, including their leader, Thomas Rousseau, and, and a number of, of other unnamed individuals. Um, Patriot Front's a white supremacist hate group, uh, as a lot of people you know may know. Um, their founder, Thomas Rousseau, uh, led the hate group Vanguard America during that Unite the Right rally in 2017 in Charlottesville. And it was one of their supporters that killed uh, Heather Heyer and injured a lot of their people by driving that car into the crowd. Um, after that incident, Patriot Front broke off and, and kind of tried to, tried to do a rebrand. Um, but this is a classic white supremacist hate group. Um, and we're suing them on behalf of Charles because, uh, while he was peacefully walking down the sidewalk in, in, in Boston, Massachusetts in 2022, uh, they, they assaulted him, uh, sent him to the hospital, um, before the assault, uh, you know, called him a racial epithet. Charles is a, is a black educator and artist member of the Boston community, um, and just surrounded him and attacked him, uh, clear violation of his human rights. And, and I think a a pretty solid illustration of just how dangerous and violent these groups are, especially Patriot Front. And this is an incredibly well-documented incident. There isn't going to be a lot of hearsay in this one. That's absolutely true. Uh, there's, there's video. Uh, there's a police report. Um, it's it's well-documented. Charles went to the hospital. He's still recovering from his injuries, both, both physically and emotionally. So, um, you know, it's not obscure what Patriot Front is either. I mean, they, they openly call for the formation of a white ethno state where only white individuals have rights and can claim to be Americans. Um, they're big promoters of the, of the anti-Semitic great replacement theory, which, which we've talked about before. Um, and this is something that's echoed by a lot of leading politicians on the right, unfortunately. But this is this bigoted anti-Semitic and racist conspiracy theory that says Jewish people and others are orchestrating the replacement of white Christian Americans with, with non-white immigrants, black and brown people. And, uh, you know, we've heard everybody from Tucker Carlson to the former President Trump to to others running for office across the country. It's been referenced by Governor Abbott. So, you know, this is something that's gone mainstream, but Patriot Front is, is kind of the violent edge of this conspiracy theory. They like to go into black and brown communities, deface civil rights murals, statues, churches, leave flyers with hateful messages. And they're, they're not really hiding who they are. They do try to wrap themselves in the flag. You'll see them wearing a lot of faux patriotic red, white, and blue, uh, but that doesn't really make them different on the right either. We see that, you know, all the way to the top of that movement. So uh, this is a violent group of people that's not hiding who they are. 
um, and that physically attacked this man, this member of the Boston community while he's walking down the street, violated his human rights, and, and we're going to help hold them accountable. What prompts them to engage in this kind of violence in the open? I, I mean, that that is confusing to me. I'm sure it's confusing to to a lot of people when they parade with their shields and weapons. It's not just posturing. They're actually looking for a fight, and it feels like they want it on camera. I think that's right. And I, I think, unfortunately, I mean, I don't know how else to say this, Ken. I think they've been given license, um, you know, by leaders at the top. You, the, you, we all know about former president Trump's, you know, calls to his supporters to go after the DOJ, uh, the infamous message to the proud boys and other violent white supremacist organization to stand, stand back and stand by and wait for the call. Uh, the role of the oath keepers and other groups like that on January 6th and the attack on the Capitol. Um, you know, we've talked about governor Abbott and his tendency to, you know, to try to do sick and lethal political theater at the border. Um, damaging national security, but, but trying to play himself up as a defender against this great replacement conspiracy theory, against what he calls an invasion, uh, what, is, what is really people seeking asylum in the United States. Uh, we've seen Ron DeSantis, who's running for president, the governor of another major American state, uh, trying to whitewash history, you know, erase uh, the history of slavery and civil rights abuse in this country and, and egg these guys on in other ways. So, you know, the, the sad truth is I think they think they've got political cover, uh, but they're sadly mistaken in the sense that they're not above the law and, and you can't just go down the street defacing uh, public property and, and beating people up. Um, it's either got to be consequences and, and the consequences start here. Hey, everyone, if you've been watching this show, you've already heard me mention our sponsor, Storied Hats. Thanks to all of you who've already bought one. You know they are top quality hats made in fair trade facilities with sustainable materials. I've got a great new offer for listeners of this show. If you get one hat, it's 15% off. And if you get a second hat, that one is 50% off. Check them out. Get a great hat or two and support both our show and a small business that is doing its part for the planet. Thanks. By now, the leaders to which you're referring surely know that their rhetoric is uh, provoking not just activism and get out the vote efforts, it's provoking actual violence. How have the responses from the political leaders who, who promote great replacement theory and other you know, racist tropes, how do they respond to, to this kind of thing? There's no evidence that they care. And, and you can't dispute at this point that, that hawking these conspiracy theories has lethal consequences. I mean, when, a, when an avowed white supremacist goes into an El Paso Walmart and kills over 20 people um, and says, I'm doing this to protect my country against an invasion and stop the Great Replacement. I mean, you, you, you can't have a more uh, obvious, clear case that this rhetoric, these conspiracy theories, they have lethal consequences. They incite violence. We've known this for a long time. It's beyond dispute. Unfortunately, it's also bringing people to some measure of political power, although I think they're about to find out that there's a dead end to that, too. Um, and at the end of the day, it risks American democracy itself. And it, 
you know, it poses a real, a real risk to the human rights and civil rights and safety of everyday Americans like Charles Morrell, right? An educator, an artist. He was on his way to play classical music in a park when he was beaten up by, by a bunch of white supremacist thugs wearing you know, face masks and carrying homemade shields. Um, that's not a country that, that any of us, I think, want to live in. And um, there's got to be consequences for it. And I'm proud that Human Rights First is part of bringing those consequences in this case. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about the lawsuit. Uh, where is it being, where has it been filed? What do you hope to uh, achieve? How much can you wring out of a group like Patriot Front? I mean, hopefully people go to jail, but is there a, a financial aspect to this as well? There could well be. Um, we, we've brought six causes of action as part of the complaint, um, and it's been brought in Massachusetts. Um, there's the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871, which which is a federal uh, a federal act makes a, con- a conspiracy to interfere with constitutional rights on the basis of race. It's a pretty clear example of that. Uh, Massachusetts has a Civil Rights Act, interference with civil rights, uh, secured by the laws of Massachusetts, and that includes the right to walk down the street, the right to travel on public streets is explicitly protected. Um, civil conspiracy and aiding and abetting the commission of a civil rights violation. Uh, civil assault and battery, which is you know, pretty clearly happened in this case. They directed racial epithets at, at Charles and physically assaulted him with shields, jammed him up against the light post, knocked him to the ground, and, and sent him bloody to the hospital. And, of course, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Um, so those those six causes of action uh, are part of this lawsuit, which we brought in Massachusetts. You mentioned that the politicians responsible for provoking this kind of thing, or at least fanning the flames with their with their repeating the replacement theory and things like that are going to come up against a, a dead end politically. Uh, say more on that. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you're seeking political power in a democracy in such a way that risks the destruction of that democracy, you're playing a pretty self-defeating game. Um, I also think it's true at a more basic level that most of us, most, you know, most Americans, um, who don't, you know, consume toxic media all day, every day are incredibly sick of this. Um, I mean, no, I don't know any decent person that wants to see, uh, gangs of, of white supremacist, neo-Nazi thugs given license to walk down the street, waving swastikas and beating people up. Um, that can't be part of politics. And, I have enough faith in the American people. I have enough faith in my neighbors to know that, you know, this is going to run its course. And, and I think we're going to go forward as a democracy. Uh, but no, no decent, normal person with a family wants to live in this world. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm riding a little bit high right now on the heels of the issue one vote in Ohio. We got the results that the ballot initiative proposed by the Republicans basically to ban abortion. I mean, it was convoluted and sneaky in every possible way, was just resoundingly defeated. And I think it's because of what you're alluding to, by and large, Americans, they want to respect their neighbors, they want to live in peace, and and they do not... They do not see the same America that <laughs> that's envisioned by DeSantis and, and Youngkin and Abbott and these others that we've talked about. Amen to that. Couldn't agree more. Well, Mike, thanks as usual. We'll check in with you again uh, next week. Good luck with the lawsuit. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. See you soon.